Hello and welcome to another episode of the Asian Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Megla Bhardwaj, and on today's episode, we are talking to a rising star here in Singapore, Felix Law, who is an Amazon seller, and he's also an ambassador for Amazon Singapore. Hey, Felix, how's it going? Hi, uh, thanks for having me, Megla. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me, Felix. So um, it's always interesting to hear, uh, you know, stories of real sellers, like what are the challenges you faced when you were starting out and what sort of lessons you've learned along the way. So um, first of all, Felix, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, how and when did you find find out about Amazon and what were you doing before that? Right. Okay. So um, I was in R&D for five years. So I was doing uh, research in materials. Yeah. And then after that, I switched into engineering for three years where I was an engineer in the manufacturing sector. Oh. Yeah. So then, yeah. So after a few years of working, I was kind of unhappy, right? Because of the work stress and then, you know, having to work for other people. And then I wanted to explore, um, running my own business as well. Yeah, so I actually left my job first before even having a safety net or having plans of what to do. Wow, that's pretty bold. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it, uh, I wouldn't recommend most people doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, during that period of time, I had to sustain my living. Right, so I was actually a delivery boy. So I delivered for Ninja Van. Mm. Yeah, and, and when I, was this? How long ago was this? I think that was sometime in twenty eighteen, early twenty eighteen. Okay, and right. at that time, how for how long had you been working in a full time job? Uh, I would say about four years. Four years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I think that was a very interesting period where I was a delivery boy because, yep. So not only I delivered for Ninja Van, mm-hmm. I was also the Amazon Prime Now driver. So I delivered oh. groceries. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yep. 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 So we had to do uh, groceries like within two hours. And that was, I think that was when they just started as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so basically that was my life for almost the whole of 2018. And then it was, and that was where I was exposed to e-commerce mm. because I could see that, well, there's such a huge volume of parcels going out. Yeah, and yeah, so I think from there, I thought that uh, why not give e-commerce a try? Yeah, mm. and then, yeah, and in my exploration, I found FBA which I think it's quite a good model because it takes care of the operational load and I don't have to deliver my own parcel. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that's my story. Yeah. So then how did you um, learn about Amazon FBA? Did you do a course or did you just learn by YouTube videos? What what was your next step after that? I, I started learning from YouTube. So... I I was pretty much on my own for about four months. Yep. And then after which I found Jason Tay online. Okay. Yep. And how did you find Jason Tay? Just by Google Yeah, just search? Googling around and then like okay. look different causes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then of course his was um, 
I would say more affordable compared to other courses out there. Yeah. Right. And of course, after doing my due diligence, like, yeah, he's, he's I would say it's quite legit. Mm. Yep. So I decided to, you know, take the plunge and yeah, go for his course. Yep. And also I, I did sign up for the proven Amazon course as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that before going for Jason's course. Okay. So when did you take Jason's course? Is this... Uh... Uh, sometime middle of 2018. Okay. So what did you do after taking Jason's course? Yeah, so I felt that it was helpful that I started first before going for Jason's course, Mm -hmm. right? Because it helped me to figure out, you know, the exact things that I'm, uh, I'm sure about. Yeah, so I get to ask the important questions during the course, which I think gave me more value, you know, going for the course rather than signing up for the course and then asking about uh, the basic questions of how to sign up and stuff like that. Right. So you had some background information about how FBA works and, and um, some information. So that helped you. Great. Yes. That makes sense. So then what did you do after you signed up? I mean, after you completed the course, did you go straight in and start sourcing products or what did you mm, do next? Yeah. Because like when I attended his course, I was already selling. Yeah. So I guess like after his course, I just implemented like what he taught. So basically upgrading my process of running the Amazon business. Okay. So you had started selling after you took uh, the proven Amazon course. Uh, Yes, correct. Correct. Okay, great. And then when you started like your first product, tell us about that. You don't have to, you know, talk about the exact product if you don't want to, but was it a success? Was it a failure? How did you do Um, your first product? Yeah, it was a failure. Okay. (laughs) I think like most people with their first product and I think for me, I kind of expected it to be a failure because it was my first attempt. So actually all I wanted to do was to figure out how the entire process worked. Mm. Yeah. So, and for my first product, I actually ordered from China, mm-hmm. 50 unit. I shipped it to Singapore. I did my own prep and then I sent it into Amazon FBA. US. Yes. US. So yeah, it was definitely yeah. a loss. So there's definitely no profits, but I think it was an important process in my learning journey that I understood how everything goes like when it comes to like labeling and stuff like that right so do you think the product uh, was a failure because it didn't sell at all or was it a failure because you didn't make any money I mean did it sell uh it didn't sell <laughs> okay what was the product do you want to tell people or oh yeah for sure uh, coffee cups <laughs> coffee cups okay <laughs> very competitive I guess right and yeah not but, much margin correct but I would still think that if I had to go back in time and do that all over again, I wouldn't regret. Yeah, because it was from that very first product, I learned a lot, like even for PPC. And yeah, and also learning about how to do product research, what I what went wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why is it that this product is not selling? Is it too competitive and stuff like that? So I really learned a lot from this first failure, I would say. Right. But it was totally worth it. Okay. And then what about your second product? Was that successful? Uh, it was kind of, kind of, okay. but it's just that uh, 
I went for a glass-based product. Mm. Yeah, so there was a lot of breakages and there was a lot of work like responding to customers. Mm. Yeah, and I just felt that it wasn't worth the effort. But it was selling and it was profitable. But ultimately, I decided not to go with that product. So it Mm. was the third product that uh, was more consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm still selling it uh, today. Okay, so... How much did you invest in the first two products? I mean, approximately. The first product was about 500 USD. Okay. Yeah. And then my second product was about 1K USD. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that is a good number. So like most of my launches, that my new products would always be about 1K USD. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to launch small, do a test order first, see how the product sells, and then go big and start ordering in higher quantities. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the, uh, okay, let's talk about where you're selling right now. So uh, you're selling on Amazon.com and you also mentioned you're selling on Shopify, right? Uh, Yes, so Amazon.com and I have three Shopify stores as well. So Two of them are brands from Amazon. And then my one of my Shopify stores is actually a local brand in Singapore. So I kind of built that from ground up. So it's not from Amazon. Okay. And is that yeah. drop shipping or is that? Uh, uh, no. So uh, it's a local coffee brand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're reselling that brand on the Shopify store? Um, we work with a coffee roaster okay yeah so we do our own blends and stuff like that okay so it's your own brand yes it's my own brand yeah so yeah to me it's i just wanted to explore you know running an online business off a big platform Mm -hmm. and see uh like basically to learn you know how how to do that and yeah so that was quite an interesting project so i really had to build my customer base from ground up and learning how to drive traffic with Facebook ads and Google ads as well. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you start the Shopify site? I mean, did you first get a bit of experience with Amazon and then move to Shopify? Uh, Yes. So um, for my local Shopify store, I started actually during Circuit Breaker. Oh, recently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, so, and then at the same time, like, while I was learning about Shopify, I brought two of my brands from Amazon onto Shopify as well. Okay. So I was, like, learning at multiple uh, points, I would say. Yeah, and the good thing is I started off with Amazon, so I'm pulling in profits, Mm. and it's able to kind of subsidize my exploration outside of Amazon on Shopify. So I'm not too worried about losing money on Facebook ads and Google ads, for example. Right. So when did you start becoming profitable with your Amazon business? Wow. Um, my third product. Okay. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was approximately how many months into doing Amazon? I would say... That is middle of 2018. So probably about five to six months. Okay. Since starting. Yeah. That's pretty good. So you moved fast, right? I mean, with most of your products, like 
mm. first, second, third, you move pretty fast, and then that was uh, pretty aggressive. Yeah, considering that I I don't have a job, <laughs> <laughs> didn't have an option, right? <laughs> I didn't have an option, and yeah, so there was a bit of uh pressure, I would say, like mm. to really get this to work. Yeah, yeah, but I and also I and I was also still doing my deliveries, so that kind of helped a bit. Right. So as of now, are you focused a hundred percent on e-commerce and is that, you know, your, that's how you're earning your income? Yeah, basically. Exactly. So I'm hundred percent on my e-commerce. Oh, wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's, I'm sure that'll inspire a lot of people out there yeah. <laughs> who want to quit their jobs too. <laughs> Patience. So, I think, I, I think, I think it's achievable. Yeah. yeah. So did you start off, um, you know, by building your brand and uh, like having your packaging all done really nicely and, and everything? Or did you just first launch a product, see if it sells, and then maybe in the second order or so decide on how to do your branding and your packaging and all those things? Yeah, so I always do it with a minimum viable product. Okay. So with ugly packaging, mm. you know, as low quantities as the supplier allows. Yeah. And then I would just throw everything and see what sticks. Yeah, and then I would only consider pushing out into a brand, uh, into a, even a Shopify website, if I'm able to build up a catalog of products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so probably about two or three. Then I start thinking whether I want to go for brand registry to trademark it, and then whether to launch it into a website and stuff like that. Right. That makes so much sense because I feel that so many sellers, they get tied up with getting it right with the first product and they need to have brand registry and brands and they need to have their logos and the packaging needs to be done so, you know, very beautifully and everything. But I think you're right. It do, you don't really have to do all of that. The most important thing is, will this product sell? Yeah. Right. And so you just need to send the test order and just see if it will sell. And then you can think about the packaging and branding and, you know, make it like, improve on, on things after that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like everything is just not guaranteed, like no matter how good you are. So it, it, you definitely need to really test it out and see. Yeah. So what are some of the mistakes that you made uh, starting out? I mean, first you mentioned maybe with product research, you know, maybe you went wrong with product research for your first product or so. But can you tell us what you think are some of the mistakes that you made? Yeah, so I I would think about mistakes in a bit of a different way. Mm-hmm. Like uh, not so much mistakes when starting out, right. but rather like mistakes being part of the process of uh, running a business. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's business as usual. I'm making mistakes every day. Yeah, that's how you learn <laughs> as well, right? <laughs> Yeah, correct. So like, like for example, uh, working with uh, products that are made of glass. Hmm. Yeah, I learned very early on that uh, that is not a good product to start with. Yeah, but eventually I did manage to figure out. So I would say that it, it is a mistake, yes, but at the same time, I learned from it. Hmm. And I think today I'm quite confident working with glass products as well. That's awesome. So... Yeah. What sort of categories do you sell in currently? I mean, are you doing, you know, complex categories like electronics or those kinds of products? Or do you tend to typically stick to simpler categories like home products, gift products? 
Yep, I would try to stick to simple products. I mean, electronics is definitely gonna be a super headache. Yeah. Yeah, but then of course, like for complex categories, uh, you might have a higher barrier of entry against mm-hmm. your competitors, right? Yeah. yeah. But end of the day, I realized that if you can make your profits with less effort, like why not? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, there's no point struggling. I would say. Yeah, ultimately, all we want to do is make money, right? <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. matter how you make it. So. Exactly. So, like, why struggle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally makes sense. So, are you like a single person uh, company running your business, or do you have other people helping you? Uh, for my US based business, I'm alone. For mm-hmm. my local coffee business, I work with two other friends. Okay. Yeah. So, we treat this as more of a side hustle and even like hobby you can call it so yeah because we enjoy coffee so yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's great so um what about okay let's talk about running the business because there's so many different aspects uh, of running an e-commerce business right there's the sourcing and the marketing and ppc so what are what what are some of the aspects of the business that you find most challenging and which are the aspects that you enjoy Right, so I would say inventory management is my weakest point. Okay. And then especially in this COVID period, so it kind of amplify, you know, the, the struggles that I'm having. Mm. Yeah. How do you deal with that then? Um, no choice. I have to just grind it through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you so, use software for inventory planning or? I try to. So I, I actually use Excel. Okay. So I am very much a process guide so i'm trying to develop a process to help me manage my inventory mm-hmm. yeah so i do a lot of excel spreadsheets to help me manage my business yeah but i would say inventory management is still uh, one of the main areas that i'm still struggling with mm-hmm. yeah so like during this covid period i i'm working with four three pls Okay. In addition to Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's my most challenging part. And then my most favorite part about running this business would be product development. Mm. Yeah. So during my process of running this business, I've learned how to do 3D drawings. So I design my own products. Oh. And yeah. So I get factories to you know, manufactured products of my own design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, I like to emphasize that it's not recommended for uh, people who are new. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm always using my own profits to pay for uh, this product development cost. So I'm not exactly burning cash. Yeah. But I'm doing it because it's fun. I get to design my own products. Right. And do you outsource any part of your business, like to VAs or uh, family members? Uh, not really, but I'm, I'm actually thinking of, so looking out for it. But my, so one of my brands, I hired a social media manager. Okay. So she does my content creation for my Instagram and Facebook. And she manages my influencers as well to make sure that they are creating content on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that has been quite helpful for me to build up my brand. 
Right. So let's talk about social media now that you've mentioned it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because this is something that people are really focusing on this year. I think influencers are going to be really big. And there is an increase in the number of micro influencers out there Mm -hmm. who maybe have, you know, not millions of followers, but maybe thousands of followers. But um, they can also be a very effective sort of marketing strategy. So Mm -hmm. What has your strategy been for influencers? Right. So for me, I focus a lot more on the creation of content, right? So how I'm working with them is I would send them my product once every two months. So my product is a consumable, right? And then in exchange, they would create the content of them using my product and they would share that on their Instagram page and then at the same time I would get the content and I post it on my Instagram page as well yeah. okay and then how do you find the right influencers uh, there's no way I mean the way I do is I would just reach out to as many of them as possible and then I start working with them okay and if uh, they don't work well with us we will just you know drop them so we don't have like a very, like we don't force them to sign contracts on a long-term basis. Okay. Yeah. So we basically just have a termination term of just 24 hours. Like, yeah. So we can drop each other anytime. Okay. And then do you pay them per post or? Uh, no. So, so it's purely just giving them the products. Okay. Yeah. And what would you say is the size of their audience? Right. So the... The biggest one I have is about 10K followers. And yeah, I do work with uh, influencers with 1K followers as well. But I try not to go for the influencers that are too big. Mm. Yeah, I've, I just find that influencers with smaller followers, like their content just, it's able to connect more with the audiences compared to like the super huge macro influencers, it becomes like everything is over polished and stuff like that. Mm. And so have you, uh, you know, seen an increase in sales whenever your influencers do a post or like has, has it had a real impact on your sales? It's, I would say it's pretty hard to measure the ROI of working with influencers, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I just take that as an investment mm-hmm. and also uh, reaching out to audiences to build my customer base. And I would say that for my uh, website sales, like most of it is driven by Facebook ads and Google ads. Okay, interesting. Um, I guess another issue that a lot of sellers face is cash flow. Do you have issues with cash flow as well? And um, what are some tips that you have <laughs> for sellers? Yeah, so when I first started off, like this wasn't, like I, I wasn't even looking at cash flow. I just wanted, you know, to sell, yeah. to start selling and make profit. I think for new sellers, that is, they should be focusing on that rather than cash flow first. Mm. Right. And it's only after a while, I think one year in, I started, mm-hmm to realize that I need to look after my cash flow very carefully. So I work with an agency that does bookkeeping and accounting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now what I do is I would occasionally look into my balance sheet, my 
cash flow, so the financial statements. But on a day-to-day -day basis, I look, I just look at my bank accounts. So I use uh, the accounting software Zero. Okay. Right. So it shows me all my bank bank accounts consolidated. So I just on a day-to-day -day basis make sure that I have cash to pay my suppliers. Mm -hmm. So I'll have to take note on the payables and the receivables. Right. Yeah. So have you visited the factories of any of your suppliers or have you visited China at all? Uh, unfortunately, no, but okay. I'm hoping to, but because of the pandemic. So yeah, hopefully right. when yeah the world opens up, I will definitely want to visit. And are you sourcing entirely from China or have you looked at other countries as well? Uh, China for now, but I'm open to other countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just that sourcing for from China is more convenient because there's a lot of like references. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of and the suppliers there are very familiar with FBA requirements and exactly uh, there. Yeah. So how do you find your suppliers? Um, it's a mix. So I would typically like to work with uh, agents. Okay. Yeah, because they really help me to find you know the legitimate factories mm -hmm. and when they receive goods they do a quality check for me mm -hmm. and then finally they do uh they ship out my products and then they handle all the paperwork so like it's essentially they are doing everything for me like in china so i think it is it's good to have agents because they settle a lot of things but i do have products where i work directly with the factory as well okay. yeah and how do you find those uh, factories mostly? I use Alibaba. So yeah, so that is, I would say it's a bit risky working without an agent. So you have to go straight to the factory. So yeah. Yeah, I guess one issue is that a lot of companies on Alibaba may be trading companies that are posing as factories. So you just mm -hmm. have to be a bit careful of that. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Also, you know, being an entrepreneur and especially working as an Amazon seller can get very lonely because you're working on your own. You're not going to an office, not talking to a lot of different people. So how do you keep yourself motivated and inspired? Right. So um, I just find that we need to focus a lot more on the process. So learn to enjoy the process of running the business and then uh, learn to trust the process as well right compared to if you focus too much on the result and you get impatient that is when you get demotivated mm. yeah so yeah so that is how i keep myself motivated like really enjoying the process of it and then of course um taking part in communities and then to interact and make more friends yeah i think yeah. that helps a lot as well yeah, I think having a community and networking with other sellers, learning from each other, I think that really helps. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to do any meetups <laughs> recently yeah, right. uh, with the Asian seller community. Mm -hmm. So, so that, that's one of the reasons why I agreed to take up the uh, ambassador role as well. So mm -hmm. yeah, I get to meet more people and then learn from them as well. Awesome. Let's talk about the ambassador role. So tell us like, what does it entail and how did it come about? And, you know, tell us everything about it. That sounds pretty exciting. I don't think Amazon has ambassadors, you know, in other countries. I, I think it's very unique to Amazon Singapore. I may mm, be wrong. Yeah, I they, they do have in Thailand, I believe. 
Okay. Yeah, and other countries, I'm not too sure. Yeah, but because we have, we have met with the Thailand ambassadors online. Okay, awesome. So how many ambassadors yeah. are there in Singapore? Uh, there are three of us. Okay. Yeah, so, so Debbie, I believe you met yes. her before as well. And then uh, there's also Ri Hong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they are super experienced. I think they have been selling for quite a while since 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they are way more experienced compared to me. So <laughs> I have a lot to learn from them still. Yeah, Debbie is amazing. I've interviewed her on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she has a lot to share and a lot of experiences. Yeah. And yeah, so I have to thank Jason for, you know, recommending me to Amazon. Like he was the one that uh, yeah recommended. And then he called me one day and asked if I was interested in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I kind of just agreed to take it on, like without uh, knowing what I'm getting myself into as well. So like, you know, do first and then <laughs> see yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I guess it's quite an interesting experience. I get to meet and interact with other sellers. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, because every month we have to talk about uh, a certain topic. And then it forces me to, you know, think about my process of running my business, like putting my brain onto paper. Mm-hmm. It helps me understand clearer, like why I do certain things. Because otherwise, previously, it was everything was quite subconscious, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it helps me in my business in that sense as well. Okay. So your objective is basically to um, inspire other sellers, educate other sellers, engage with other sellers. And what, what else are you, uh, you know, required to do? Is it mostly just doing meetups or are you also doing like one-on-one mentoring with sellers? Um, not one-to-one mentoring, but uh, we try and help them as much as we can. Yeah. And then okay. to inspire people as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think I mean, your story is definitely um, quite inspiring to other people because you are basically living the Amazon dream. You've been able to quit your, <laughs> your full-time job and you know, focusing 100% on e-commerce and making a living out of it. That's what most people want. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's pretty awesome. So what would you say is, um, you know, has contributed to your success? Because I know for sure there are so many other people who have not been able to quit their jobs. They've been doing e-commerce, Amazon for multiple years, but they're still uh, not able to be profitable. So what is it that you think you did different that allowed you to really, um, you know, become profitable so quickly in your business and uh, be able to quit your job and have this as a full-time income? Mm, I would think it's the mindset mm. of running this business. Like, um, like don't think about trying to get rich very quickly. So like focusing on the outcome because what happens is it would lead you down the wrong path or you'd be distracted by all the different shiny objects if you focus too much on, you know, the outcome of it being rich quickly. Mm. But um, rather to focus on the process and then that is when you can start doing the right things and you focus on the most important things you know, to get you closer to the goal. Yeah. Right. So for me... I would say focus more on the process. Okay. And um, what kind of sales are you doing overall with your e-commerce? I mean, not you don't have to give the exact number, but is it six figures, seven figures? 
Mm, let's just say that I'm aiming for seven figures by end of this year. Okay, awesome. That is really good. <laughs> Almost seven figures. <laughs> cool. And what are your plans for this year? Are you planning to expand your product, um, you know, add more products to your catalog or new markets? What are your plans? Yep. So I would say that 2020 was quite a defensive mood where I, I was just tra- uh, trying to stay in stock. Right, so like signing up with more 3PLs to help me stabilize my inventory. And 2021, would I would like to be more on the offense. So trying to launch more products and then going aggressive into building up my brand uh, on Shopify as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my strategy would not be going into different marketplaces, but rather just focusing on the US market and then like, just try to do well okay. in that one. Mm-hmm. Are you selling on Amazon Singapore as well? Uh, no. Nope. Not yet. Yeah, okay. not yet. Yeah, it's a pretty slow market, I think. Uh, it's still, 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 I guess. Yeah, not, correct. So, like, I would, so I would rather spend the effort on my Shopify side. Mm. Yeah, because I believe in the Pareto principle. Like you focus on the 20% of the most important things yeah. to get you the most results. Absolutely. What about other websites like Lazada, Q10, Shopee? Are you selling on those as well? Um, not, not for my main business, but I do a bit of online arbitrage for fun okay. on <laughs> Lazada. Yeah, and that is more for uh, one of the consumables that I use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been consistently buying this certain item for $15 mm-hmm. and flipping it for $29 on Lazada for the past um, three years. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I personally use this product. So essentially, I have a lifetime supply of something that I use for free. That's really incredible. <laughs> and, and it's giving me uh, extra pocket money along the way. So yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so what advice do you have for new sellers, Felix, you know, new sellers who are just starting out or maybe they've launched uh, uh, one product or they're thinking about getting into e-commerce? What are, what are some of the advice that you have for them? Yeah, so I guess the advice is to just get started and then see where things go and adjust along the way mm-hmm. rather than, you know, asking a lot of questions, trying to have a perfect start, which I think it doesn't happen. And then secondly, I think it's, uh, as I mentioned, would be the mindset. So focus on the process, learning to enjoy and trust the process rather than focusing too much on you know, the end goal. Right. That yeah. is great advice. That's great advice. Okay. Well, Felix, thank you so much for your time today. It was uh, really nice talking to you and learning more about um, your business and uh, wish you all the very best in 2021. Yeah, thank you for having me. (laughs) Hope you will reach seven figures very soon. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Awesome. And Felix, if people want to get in touch with you, then um, I guess one of the ways to get in touch with you is in the Asian Seller Telegram group. You are there as well. I'm in there. So yeah, just just reach out to me, tag me or something. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Felix, for your time today. Yeah, thanks, Magla. Bye. Bye.